Quick disclaimer before we get into today's show. Any views expressed by myself or any guests of the Loop podcast doesn't necessarily represent us. Thank you very much for listening and let's begin. Welcome to the Loop podcast. Not your typical theme park podcast. Please welcome your host, Jack Fletcher. Main topic of today's podcast, I'm going to have a few um, opinions to put across about the future and the magic of Alton Towers. Um, you know, I think that's a, a topic that I quite like to chat about. Uh, quite, I'm actually quite passionate about talking about that. So that's going to be the main uh, feature of this podcast. So in recent news regarding Scarefest, back in June, Alton Towers revealed details for its annual Scarefest event for 2019, promising more spooks and frights for all the family. With a welcome return of Terror of the Towers, but with a complete retheme. For 2019, Terror of the Towers returns known as the Attic Terror of the Towers. Now, in the in the meantime, you're going to hear me say Terror of the Towers quite a few times, um, because that's how they listed it on uh, when they revealed it. So, I'm actually going to say Terror of the Towers quite some time uh, coming up. So they've said this chilling new maze invites guests to venture into the attic to discover who is lurking there and what terrible crimes they are seeking to commit. The attic sees the revival of Alton Towers' signature scare maze, Terror of the Towers, which took a one-year break in 2018. Now, when Alton Towers released this information, I was actually quite uh, full of joy um, because I thought... Last year's Scarefest was missing Terror of the Towers. Now, there's not a lot of people who'd say that because there was waiting for Terror of the Towers to be taken off the uh, the Scarefest lineup, And I'm actually really, really happy about uh, they brought it back. I mean, Terror of the Towers was known as What Lies Within. Started in 2009, ran all the way through to 2017, with maybe a new route halfway in there and then they started to completely take some of the scenes out and make that maze shorter so it was at the end of 2017 we kind of knew that Terror of the Towers wasn't going to be coming back because they'd started to remove certain sections of the maze making it uh, a little bit uh, well I'm going to say it shit Um, so I'm glad that it took a one year out Although I was missing it during Scarefest last year, um, but they've brought it back, and I can't wait to, uh, you know, to experience it. Obviously, it is only July at the time of recording. It's the tenth of July, so not much details have been revealed as of yet. But that will be coming up in uh, the next couple of weeks, or possibly the next few months, I should imagine. Um, I will say, I think the location of this maze will be in the towers. The clue is in the title, isn't it? Terror of the Towers, the Attic. Um, so it'll, I'll be keen to see what Alton Towers have do, uh, can do with this maze and see if they can kind of 
revive the wow factor of Terror of the Towers. There will also be an all-new scare maze for families to enjoy with Darkest Depth debuting in Mutiny Bay. Guests brave enough to experience will go on a ghostly adventure into pirate folklore to discover some of the legendary creatures of the deep. I mean, whilst the precise venue and location for the scare maze within Mutiny Bay is unconfirmed, the new logo that they released suggests a possible link to Sharkbait Reef by Sea Life. Therefore, could we see the new attraction located in the Sea Life Centre? That's a big possibility. I mean, looking at the looking at the the the, uh, the logo that they released, it looks awfully similar to the Sharkbait Reef logo. Um, so that's definitely sparked some rumours in in terms of where the location of the new maze could be. We see the new attraction um, going in there. Really, that's that's my opinion. I see the new attraction going inside of uh, Sharkbait Reef. But going on to the welcoming, the welcoming this year will not be returning, um, which was located in the courtyard. So we've not much, too much information regarding Darkest Depth. More info to come as of when we get it. But could it be replacing the welcoming in the courtyard? Now, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of people who probably don't know. Um... There's a good possibility. I mean, I can see it going in there because going on to a topic that I'm going to talk about as the main feature of this podcast would be the is the magic of Alton Towers dead. I'm going to go into a few minor discussions around the areas of Alton Towers that have kind of fell into disrespair or um, or are lacking that what it used to be. So there's a good possibility that we could see. Um, Darkest depth in the uh, in the courtyard. Going on to that, the welcoming. You heard that right. The welcoming will not be returning on this year's lineup after two year stint at Alton Towers. They're not bringing it back. I think it's a fantastic decision. Um, I've not really got a lot to say about that maze. That maze, the first year it opened, was it was okay. It didn't. I don't know, I think the first year it was kind of rubbish. Uh, I liked it because it was going to be themed off the new ride. You know, obviously it was themed around the new ride, which is Wicker Man. Um, but for the price that we paid to get in there, I think that maze was uh, at a price of £8 to enter. It wasn't that great. It came back last year, kind of a predecessor to Wicker Man opening, to keep it open. Um, and then... They've decided not to bring it back, which I think that's a fantastic decision. It opens up that space for a new attraction during Scarefest. If they don't utilise that space this year, they can certainly use it next year. So it definitely opens up that space, as that is one of the quietest areas of parks since they got rid of the Pirates of Mutiny Bay show. So I think it definitely opens up that space for them to use it in the future. Who knows, we might see something different coming up. I know uh, they did do a proposed um, steakhouse plan for that area of the park, but it was um, it was cut when Wicker Man opened, so um, maybe the budget just wasn't there. Um, but more information on Darkest Depth, and um, obviously 
where the location will be, whether it ties in with the welcoming in terms of the positioning, uh, we're yet to see. So, as I keep saying, it is only July, so we will find out more as of when we get the information and we'll reveal it in one of our future episodes on the Loop podcast. Also revealed, Alton Towers is promising less laughs and more screams for the Alton Towers dungeons during the spooky season of Scarefest, with even more spooks and surprises for guests that venture down the Black River. Could this hint that Alton Towers plan to add a special overlay for Scarefest of an overlay of the dungeons? Possibility. Um, I think that would be great. You know, it's a, it's a new attraction for the resort. I love the Dungeons brand, and they definitely could um, could definitely make it look better for uh, for Scarefest this year with a, an added overlay on uh, on that attraction. Now, going on to the pricing of, of uh, the Dungeons, they have increased it by a one pound price difference, meaning tickets will cost you eight pounds fifty to enter the Alton Towers Dungeons during Scarefest. So that may hint that we may see a special overlay of the Alton Towers Dungeons for Scarefest. Also making a return for 2019 is Subspecies The End Games. Now, I've got a lot to say about this and I'm not going to go into too much detail surrounding um, surrounding this maze as um, if you watched, listened to my review or watch the video review that I did on YouTube on our the attractions guide channel I didn't like subspecies uh, I think it was um, it was crap last year it was definitely I felt like last year was its time these times was definitely up um, but obviously not because Alton Towers have decided to bring it back again now before you guys jump on at me and say, oh, well, you know, these mazes cost money and these mazes, you know, to bring a new maze, it costs a lot of money for set design and stuff like that. I know. I'd rather have done without the scare maze, to be honest. I'd rather have just removed one and put all the money into Terror of the Towers, uh, the attic. Because subspecies, for me, so what, it opened in 2015 and was still... We're still seeing it, so I'm not a fan. I think last year I went through that four or five times, and every single um, every single experience that I had was awful. It was just not what it used to be, and uh, it's amazing that's definitely been let go uh, over the previous um, over the previous couple of years. It was absolutely top quality um, in 2015 when that maze opened. 2016 was okay, uh, 2017, crap, uh, and 2018, even worse, you know, I mean, I remember recalling going through and seeing um, people on the, mo- uh, actors on the mobile phones and just chatting to each other, so, they're just absolutely awful, um, and I'm quite good to that they're bringing that maze back, now, I do understand it does cost money to bring new attractions and stuff like that, but... I'm sorry, but that's just a god awful decision to make uh, in terms of getting re- uh, bringing that back. It's just an, a dreadful, dreadful, dreadful decision. But I'm not going to go into detail about that. 
also we have the return of Project 42. Uh, Project 42 debuted uh, on the lineup last year in 2018 uh, in the former Nemesis Subterra building. Uh, I absolutely enjoyed myself uh, when I went through uh, Project 42. It was a fantastic maze, well themed, well thought out, and I'm not surprised they're bringing it back because it is only in its second year of operation. And a lot of uh, work has been going on on the exterior of the building. As I just mentioned, a lot of work has been going on the exterior uh, from what we can see on social media of the building of Nemesis Subterra for Project 42. So I'm not surprised that that maze is coming back on this year's lineup. And I can't wait to experience it once again. Also, we see the return of Altonville Mine Tours Legend of the Skin Snatchers. Now, I'm not going to fanboy about this maze too much because I've I've developed quite a bit of a um, a soft spot for this maze. Uh, I absolutely love it. I'm glad it's coming back. Uh, Altonville Mine Tours opened in 2016, so I'm glad they're bringing it back. And I can't wait to go through it again. Um, there might be a lot of contradictions about that. And people might be saying, oh, well, why are they bringing it back? Why are they bringing it back? I think it is a great decision to bring Oltonville Mine Tours back because it's a fantastic attraction. So that makes, uh, that sees three mazes going inside the towers again, once again, for this year's Scarefest event. And, uh, you know, it's only July, but we can only uh, start looking at um, having, you know, getting excited for the spooky season because the spooky season is one of my favourite times of year uh, and we love visiting uh, theme park and scare events so and definitely scare fest. So I certainly can't wait to experience uh, all these mazes uh, <clears throat> apart from subspecies, but I will experience it for the... Uh, Scarefest event this year. I'm not happy about them bringing it back, as I've mentioned, but hey-ho, let's move on. Unfortunately, this year, House of Monsters will not be returning. A few days ago, a sticker on the exterior sign of House of Monsters states that it will be returning for 2020. Does this suggest that Cloud Cuckoo Land will be getting redeveloped? So, House of Monsters uh, opened back in 2016. And every time I've experienced House of Monsters, I've come out laughing. It was a fantastic filler attraction for the younger ones. It was an upcharged attraction, bear that in mind, uh, at an additional cost of £5. Now, I think that is why they've brought Darkest Depth, because that is also an upcharged attraction of £5 too. So maybe they've brought that because... House of Monsters isn't opening until next year, so that could suggest that we will see a redevelopment of Cloud Cuckoo Land. I will be talking in further detail about that in just a few moments. This year, Scarefest is due to take place on the 5th and 6th of October, 12th and 13th and 18th, all the way through till the 3rd of November. Prices for mazes as follows. Tickets for individual mazes are priced at £8.00. Three maze combi ticket for £20, which includes subspecies, the end games, Altonville Mine Tours and Project 42. The Attic is only a single upcharged attraction with a purchase price of £8. 
and darkest depth with an upcharge of £5. Annual pass discount is yet to be confirmed on this. As I've stated, the dungeons during Scarefest will be slight increased price of £8.50. More news regarding Scarefest as we get it. So as of the date recording, it is the 10th of July. I will be visiting Fantasialand for the first time on the 15th. Uh, I can't wait for Fantasialand, to be honest. It's my first ever time visiting. Um, so expect lots of content for the YouTube channel and a possibility of a live on location podcast from Fantasialand in Germany. Now we fly out on Monday the 15th of July. We'll be spending three days there. I will be purchasing a annual pass for Fantasialand which is very beneficial for a three day trip there because the price for two days is 60 something euros for two days and obviously a third day would be meaning that you'd pay 50 euros so the annual pass is priced at 89 euros on the day so that's definitely the way forward for us uh some future trips coming up we're, we're in the pipeline of of working out at the moment would be a possibility trip to wallaby holland wallaby um wallaby park wallaby park would be a very good trip for us um because of the new untamed uh, Wallaby is a part that I've always wanted to go to you know they've got uh, Lost Gravity and uh, obviously the new un Untamed ride which is the new RMC Rocky Mountain Construction Coaster I've never been on an RMC so um, I definitely want to get out there and get myself uh, onto Untamed so there's a possibility of a trip to Wallaby Holland at some point uh, during uh, during the, the the year until before the season uh, season's out, and a possibility of a trip to Tato Park in Ireland. Now, Tato Park is home to the uh, Kuka Lane coaster, which I really want to get out and ride. Uh, a few of my friends in the group have already been there, and they said it's quite a good coaster. So, I must definitely get myself out to Ireland at some point to ride the Kuka Lane coaster. Um, obviously future trips we've got Alton Towers planned up in the next coming months and weeks and whatever we do uh, because I've got an annual pass obviously I can go and visit these parks whenever I get some free time I will be doing a trip to Thorpe Park and Chessington at some point in this uh, later this year but I'm very busy at work at the moment so it's as of when I can get to these parks trying to find the time can prove quite difficult at times Um so yeah, that's our future plans and trips for uh, the rest of 2019. I did release a video on uh, the YouTube channel before the season started to reveal my plans for the year and what I'll be doing um, for the 2019 season. On to today's main topic in the podcast. Now, I'm looking at some show notes here that I've written uh, prior to uh, recording this podcast Um just so I'm factually correct and don't make myself look like a complete um, idiot. So the main feature that I wanted to discuss about, uh, and you may ask why I'm discussing this, because this podcast is very Alton Towers related, and this in no way is a permanent basis where it's an Alton Towers podcast, because 
that's not what I'm about. I'm I'm an open kind of person in terms of other parks as well as as Alton Towers. Even though Alton Towers is my favourite park, um, is the magic dead? Um, you might wonder, what do I mean? Back when I used to visit as a child, maybe when I was six or seven, uh, when it used to be owned by the Two Swords Group, the Two Swords Group was very big on where the magic never ceases and mag the magical place of Alton Towers. It, that was what it was known as. To us guys, it was known as uh, the Disneyland of the United Kingdom, basically. You know, it was a magic place where you left all your worries and troubles at the gates and you could go and uh, they were very big on on the magic side of things um, and obviously you could leave your troubles at the gates especially you know I used to visit I think I used to visit once a year when I was around about six or seven uh, when I was still back in primary school and then in high school and then obviously I got my annual pass I think I got my first annual pass 2010 um, 2010 2010 11 maybe and that's when I started visiting you know 20 odd times a year I used to go every weekend um, when I was uh, when I just got my annual pass because why the hell not um, and you may say well it's expected the more you visit a place the less um, appreciative of you you know that you become but I still pre I still appreciate Alton Towers for everything that it delivers Um I still love the park, and I always will. It'll definitely hold a special place in my heart uh, because it was the the birth of of getting me into uh, coasters, and you know I wouldn't have visited the likes of Leesburg um, and and other theme parks uh, across the country if it wasn't for Alton Towers. So I definitely have that to thank. But over the the, the, the over the tenure that I've been visiting. I've noticed a slight decrease in um, in the park, uh, as probably a lot of you who used to visit when you was a kid and still do now will uh, understand to appreciate that Alton Towers was once a highly magical place. You know, they had Adventureland. I mean, albeit uh, it only housed, I think it was the, was it the Dragonflyer? Oh, God, that was... Um, I don't know if it was called that. It was the little dragon ride that was in the uh, in Adventureland. So I just had to pause it there, just while I did a bit of a research because I made myself look look like an absolute numpty whilst I was doing that. Um, so it was actually called the Beastie, uh, and it was located just next to uh, Spinball Wizard in Adventureland. It was uh, a Pinfiry Coaster Super Dragon uh, MD thirty one. With a top speed of 17 miles an hour. So it was actually... Uh, it's had, it had multiple locations um, at the park before finding its uh, its home in Adventureland before its closure uh, in 2010. It was first located at the Talbot Centre, then Festival Park, then Thunder Valley, Forbidden Valley, and then it found its, uh, its, its last home, which was Adventureland and closed in 2010 um that for me it was it was fantastic you know so it was great for kids um it usually used to go around the circuit twice because it, the length of that coaster wasn't i mean the length of the coaster was uh, 133 meters 
um, with a speed of 17 miles an hour and a height of 4 metres. So it was a great, great, great attraction. And I need to source a PLV at some point um, for for that because it was it was actually an alright ride. And a lot of people will be turning around now saying, oh, but it's a kid's ride. Yeah, but that, that's what brings memories back, you know. I mean... It was still there, standing but not operating, uh, when it closed in 2010 and didn't actually get removed until 2013. So every time I used to go on Spinball Wizard, I used to see it just just standing there. Um, and I was like, wow. You know, absolutely crazy. But hey-ho, that ride got pulled down and obviously they had a complete redevelopment of the area. You know, CBB's land uh, took over. And obviously, uh, Spinball Wizard is still there as we speak. Um, but yeah, you know, it used to be a very, very magical place. Old McDonald's Farmyard used to be a, a, a great one that I used to love going inside of. Even when I was, like, early teens. I mean, Old McDonald's Farmyard's definitely far better than what CBB's land is now. I think I've been in that area twice since it opened. You know, they used to have Ride Being a Berry Bish Bash, the, the boat ride. Um, and now it's it's completely different and I don't like going in there because I just feel uncomfortable because there's that many kids about and it's mainly a, a kid's part of the park anyway. Um, Cloud Cuckoo Land's another one. You know, when I was a child, it, well, I mean, it used to be Talbot Street, then Land of Make Believe, then Cred Street, and then obviously what we know it as now of Cloud Cuckoo Land. Cloud Cuckoo Land was another area that used to be, it, it used to have a lot of, a lot of people going into, and the atmosphere used to be really good, and then, since the closure of Ice Age and the well the 4D Cinema and Twirling Toadstool, that part of the park is the one that needs more development on, and obviously with the clo- with what we found out about the closure of House of Monsters for this year's Scarefest event. Maybe we might see a redevelopment for 2020 of that area because it definitely needs it. Um, another thing that I want to mention about Alton Towers is the food facilities. I think the food facilities at Alton Towers are quite poor now. Um, you know, you used to have McDonald's and then it went to Burger King um, and you had KFC and Pizza Hut. They used to be great. And I'm all for in-house making food companies, you know, like Burger Kitchen and stuff like that. But they're never going to compete with the likes of McDonald's and Burger King. They used to be fantastic, albeit you didn't get annual pass discount, which was quite annoying. But the fact that you still managed to, you know, you had proper food instead of some of the stuff that they serve up now, it's, it's, it's crap. It's just utter crap. And I might seem a little bit egotistical, very opinionated about this, but it's because I've got a, I've you know I've, I've been visiting Alton Towers for a long time. Um, Alton Towers was a, a very magical place, as I keep saying, and I kind of miss that miss that magic factor. I mean, I go, I go to Towers what twenty odd times a year. Last year was quite less for me, but um, no, I, you know you watch. Past documentaries regarding Alton Towers, the story of Alton Towers or the magic factory, it was very big on creating that magic. Um, you know, even one of the adverts used to say, uh, who creates the magic? We do. Um, it was very big 
on making it a magical place and now it's not like that anymore if you have an opinion on that then i'd like to hear it because obviously if you still think it's it, it, it's a magic place to go i would very much like to hear your opinions regarding that and you can certainly drop me an email down uh drop me an email uh my email and stuff will be in the description below and the show notes and you know what i might include it in a in a future episode that comes up um because at the end of the day i'm 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 one of them types of people that likes listening to people's opinions i mean also going on to the empty areas of the park whilst i'm here uh cloud cuckoo land as i've already mentioned ripsaw now when they removed ripsaw out of forbidden valley it wasn't long until a hb leisure um game took over and then um it was a show for a, a, a short while and then I think it still is a HB Leisure thing now. I'm not too sure about that. Uh, don't quote me on that because I don't pay any attention to it anymore. Um, Ripsaw was a good ride. Uh, and obviously they decided to get rid of it. Huss was uh, Ripsaw was a Huss top spin. Um, top spin, top scan, whatever it is. Um, and it was a, it was a good, good attraction. Um... They got rid of it and didn't replace it. Now, I know you might yet again turn around to me and say, but replacing rides costs money. If Ripsaw didn't have anything wrong with it, don't remove it in the first place. It's as simple as that. If it is costing too much money, remove it. And that's obviously what it could have been. They didn't remove it for no reason. Um, you know, although I think Ripsaw did go to another theme park um, from what, I can remember it did transfer onto a uh, onto another theme park. Whether that's still operating, um, still operating now to this day, um, I don't know. But I did hear rumours that there was a possibility of Ripsort moving onto another park. Um, but that would be uh, me just kind of clutching at straws there um i'll have to do a little bit of research on that one um you know they dismantled it back in i think it was 2016 um then obviously they put the uh they put the they put the game stall in by hb leisure um and then you know obviously to this day it's it's a bit bland that part of the park is very bland and and that's what's happening with um with forbidden valley it's you know it's it's going to uh i don't know it's it's going down the docks basically um you know they closed the flume the flume was a good ride i mean for granted Alton towers doesn't have that many water rides who needs water rides in the uk when we don't really have the nice weather for them. Um, and obviously they replaced it with Wickerman, which is a fantastic uh, is a fantastic GCI coaster. It's a family coaster for granted, but very well thought out and it was uh, it's definitely one of my favourites, Alton Towers. So Alton Towers can do it. They can remove rides and then replace them. Obviously Charlie and the Chocolate Factory closed and then it was quite a while until 
something else went in its place, but now, last year, well, this year, saw the welcome of the Alton Towers dungeon. So, they're definitely on the right path, uh, Alton Towers. Um, I I'm, I'm bet I've got a lot of people here now that are saying, what do I know? Um, I don't. I just have an opinion, which we're all entitled to. Um, but yeah, I know I've rambled on a little bit during this podcast, but this topic is something that I'm very, uh, very passionate about, and I won't go on to bore you any longer with my opinions regarding this. Uh, so if you do have an opinion regarding the magic of Alton Towers, drop me an email and I will include them in the next podcast. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for for listening. We're, we've just started up. We've moved on from the Attractions Guide now. We've moved on from uh, being that um, type of, of channel where it's all based around news and getting the first things out there. We're now just uh, mainly a podcasting channel. You can listen to this on iTunes, SoundCloud and YouTube. We will put ourselves onto more um, on, onto more uh, publishing sites uh, as of when we can. But we're starting off with three main ones at the moment. And then we're going to progress, uh, look at getting some guests onto the show, do some interviews uh, and, and have a, a good time whilst doing it. Like I said, if you actually want to be a part of the uh, part of the podcast, drop me an email below, and we can uh, we can ramble on about anything you like for as long as you like. Thank you very much for listening the first episode of the Loop Podcast, and we will see you in the next one. Bye bye for now. Bye, bye, no, 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 no.